Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, my friends. You are listening to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I'm Kelsey Matheson. How are you today? How is business? (laughs) It is December already. Oh my gosh. We are closing in on the end of the year. So what do you want 2023 to look like? Where do you want to see your business by this time next year? What do you want to accomplish next year? Maybe you want to sign up more clients or start a membership program. Maybe you want to refine your niche or increase your prices. Maybe you want to host your first retreat. Here's what I want you to focus on regardless of your 2023 goals. And I really want you to listen to this because this one thing will help you reach your goals more quickly, you will get further faster with this one thing. This one thing will get you on the right track to success regardless of your goals. Do you know what I'm about to say? (laughs) What I want you to focus on next year is making more mistakes. The biggest mistake you could ever make is not making any mistakes. That's the biggest mistake you could make is not making any mistakes. So for 2023, my friends, I want you to make all the mistakes. Making mistakes leads to success. You've heard me say it before. If you want to be successful, you have to fail more, right? Failure is a tool. Mistakes are an opportunity to grow and learn and evolve. Look, the fact is we can't avoid making mistakes. Although many of us will try Making mistakes is a big part of our lives. It's a big part of growing our businesses, but we're humans with a human brain. So we try to avoid making mistakes at all costs because our brain thinks that messing up is painful, right? We get bad grades in school. It's painful. Well, you know, some, some people didn't really care, (laughs) but we're taught in school to get good grades, right? Or we finish last in the race. And if it was something that you were trying to achieve, you know, to place in the race, get first, second, or third, and you come in last, it's painful. Let's say we say something or we post something on social media that we think is so clever, but it totally backfires in our face. Or we say something in a a social gathering and you can tell that it does not land (laughs) at all. It's painful, Right? Or maybe we behave in a way that unintentionally hurts someone's feelings or makes them angry. That's painful, not only for them, but for us too. Our brain wants to stay away from pain at all costs. So as far as the brain is concerned, I mean, making mistakes is something to avoid. But what I'm saying is for 2023, I want you to intentionally make mistakes, right? This is going to be hard for your brain to get on board with. (laughs) Your brain's going to want to fight me on this. But you can train your brain to feel more comfortable with making mistakes. It just takes practice. So when was the last time you felt like you made a mistake? And how did making that mistake make you feel? What were the emotions? If you can think about making that mistake right now, just breathe into the memory of making that mistake 
What is the emotion that surfaces for you? And then after you're able to be like, yep, okay, I can, I feel the emotions that I felt when I made that mistake. What were the thoughts you had about making that quote unquote mistake? Because those thoughts are generating that feeling. So when you were feeling that feeling, maybe it was shame, maybe it was guilt, maybe it was embarrassment. What was the thought about the mistake you made that caused that feeling? Recently, I sent an email to the developer of the building that we're currently living in. So this building was built a year ago and it had been under construction for quite some time. I mean, COVID and a whole bunch of things kind of interfered with getting this building finally complete. And then a year ago, they were selling the units and then the one that we're currently living in, they are renting. And so we moved in in February of of this year. And we found out in October that they are now selling the unit that we live in. And we only have been in here for, I mean, at this point, less than a year. But they're not going to be renewing our lease because they're selling the unit. So now we're actually in talks about the possibility of buying. But in these talks that we're having, in one of my emails that I sent, I made an assumption and they said that that assumption was incorrect, the development company, the, the gentleman that I was back and forth with. He said that I was wrong. Now, my assumption was an educated one. It was based on a conversation I had with our real estate agent, and it was also based on a couple other conversations I had, but it was an assumption. I didn't go kind of past the conversations to find hard evidence or proof, but I did question the developer on this point, or actually I didn't even question him. I just made a statement that the statement was factual and he told me I was incorrect. But here's the thing. You could tell in his email that he got his back up about it. <laughs> that not only he was telling me that I was wrong, he was a little pissy. He got his back up about it. So because he got his back up about it, then my husband got angry with me. <laughs> and he was angry that I made a call, that I made this assumption and I made a call on something that turned out, I mean, as far as we know, anyway, to be untrue, right? So I want us to zoom out. I want you to look at this from a bird's eye view. I sent an email. I made a call on something that I thought was fact. And the developer told me that that was not the case. Okay. That's just the circumstance. And it seems as though if I was reading the energy of the email correctly, that the developer, that this guy that I was back and forth with was triggered by what I had said, right? Based on the tone of the email and how he responded, it seemed like he got his back up. So if he got his back up, then I know that he's triggered. And then the way that he replied in his email, which seemed to be a triggered response, well, that triggered my husband, (laughs) right? So there's a little domino effect happening here. Now, here's the thing. None of that has anything to do with me. What I mean is the way the developer responded and the way my husband reacted has nothing to do with me. Okay, so just listen to this for a second. The only thing I'm responsible for is learning from the situation and replying accordingly. But I was fine with the whole situation, with the circumstances it was. I was, I don't know, I felt fine about it. I didn't regret making the assumption. I didn't regret making a call on something that I thought was fact. I didn't regret sending the email. But based on the circumstances, meaning based on how this 
gentleman replied based on how my husband reacted, that's all circumstantial. So now I have to decide what I want to think about that and that will dictate how I feel. So I looked back at the situation and I realized that, yeah, I had made a mistake in making that assumption and believing that what I said was factual. And I was like, okay, so how can I learn from this situation? Well, the next time I will do my due diligence. I won't just make an assumption based on a few conversations. I will double and triple check that I have all my facts straight, or I'll ask if that's the case. Instead of stating it as factual, I can ask. I can say, is it true that, right? And then he could have got back to me. Now, the developer getting his backup has nothing to do with me. He could have replied to me in a million different ways, in a compassionate way, in a kind and caring way, in a pissed off way, in a passive aggressive way. That's all on him. And if he did get his backup, if he was triggered, then it has everything to do with his own wounds, with his own shit, with his own stuff. (laughs) It has nothing to do with me. That's on him. That's to do with his wounds. And even my husband reacting and even getting upset with me because he just felt like I shouldn't have done what I did, that has nothing to do with me. He can think and feel whatever he chooses to, but how he was reacting to me has nothing to do with me. That has to do with his wounds, with his stuff that was coming up with him being triggered by this developer's email, right? With his own shit. The email triggered something in him that had nothing to do with me and nor did it have anything to do with the developer. Do you see this? Our triggers are all about our own wounds. Our triggers are about our own shit because we could deal with them and respond to them, react to them in a million different ways. So let's go back to making mistakes and making them intentionally, or meaning not being afraid to make mistakes, meaning to put yourself out there without fear, meaning to try new things. And I mean, I know that not everything is going to work out and you're going to fall flat on your face at times, but that's okay. That's kind of the point. Know that the act of making the mistake is just the circumstance. It's not good, it's not bad, until you have a thought about it. I know that some people say, I don't like to use the word failure, or I don't like to use the word mistake. Well, I mean, more so with the word failure, people are like, no, I don't use that word. I use like, you know, learning on purpose or evolving or whatever, right? Why not use the word failure? By not using that word, aren't you giving your power away? Why not proudly use the word failure and shift the script, right? Like there's nothing wrong with failing. There's nothing wrong with saying that you failed. I failed. I tried something. It didn't work. Yeah, I failed. But why do we have to have a negative energy around that? Maybe more of us should be talking about our failures in a way that is positive. Like maybe talking about our failures in a way that has an investigating energy behind it. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with failing, but if you're choosing to put like a negative spin on that word, that is a choice, right? There's nothing wrong with making mistakes, but how you feel about those failures and those mistakes start with how you think about them. So how do you want to feel about failing and making mistakes in 2023? That is your question for this week, my friends. Make the decision about how you want to feel about failing and making mistakes 
now. Make that decision now. Because when you know how you want to feel, like when you decide, okay, this is how I want to feel, then you're going to come up with a list of thoughts that will help you generate that feeling. Okay? So let's say you want to feel confident about making mistakes. Like in 2023, when I make a mistake, I want to feel confident about it. So let's come up with a list of thoughts that could help you feel confident about making the mistake because making the mistake is just a circumstance. It's not good or bad until you have a thought about it. So let's choose the thoughts now because now we've established that you want to feel confident. Okay. And it could be any emotion, but I'm just using that as an example. So your thought could be, you make the mistake and you look back at it and you go, all right, this is one more step to achieving everything I want, right? That could generate a feeling of confidence or I'm grateful for everything that this lesson has taught me. Great. Or another thought could be reaching my goals is totally on the other side of this. It's beautiful. Those are three thoughts right there that could help you generate a feeling of confidence. Come up with the emotion you want to embody as you fumble, because you will, I guarantee it. And then write a list of five to eight thoughts that you can play with that will help you generate that emotion and have them close by, have them on your desk, have them on the desktop of your laptop, like, you know, have them in your journal. So then when you do make a mistake, you know, or you feel like a failure, then you can go, okay, I need to practice these thoughts to generate this emotion that I want to generate and then move forward from that place. And do this now, like get ahead of yourself here. In my mastermind last week, we were talking about the power of visualization. And one of my mastermind members said that they were listening to a podcast about athletes who visualize the game or the race. And we've all heard these stories, right? We've all heard of the Olympic athletes who visualize the game or they visualize the race. But she shared with us, you know, a little golden nugget that she hadn't heard talked about before that not only do you want to visualize the winning and the game and the race, but visualize the hard stuff too. So for example, the mornings when the alarm goes off and all you want to do is stay in bed or when the weather is so crappy and it's raining and blustery or snowy or cold and the last thing you want to do is go outside to train, (laughs) right? So they visualize and anticipate all the hard stuff. So instead of giving up or giving in, they see themselves turning off the alarm and pulling off the covers and getting out of bed, right? Or they visualize seeing the crappy weather, but they put on their winter gear and they head outside and they train anyway, right? It's so powerful. And the business map, which I've talked about in this podcast before, this the business map is a tool that I use with every single one of my clients. So whether you are a one-on-one client of mine or whether you are in my mastermind, the business map, it's basically a map of where your business is currently, where you want to take it, and then we strategize how we're going to get you there. And in one of the areas of my business map, we talk about the obstacles that you can anticipate ahead of time. This is such an important area to think about because not many entrepreneurs will ask themselves, what are some of the challenges I'm going to need to anticipate as I grow my business? They focus on the goals and the strategy, and then I'm going to do this and the actions I'm going to take. But I think it's equally as powerful to think about what are the obstacles you might face? What can you anticipate being a challenge? And let's get on top of it now, right? What mistakes are you going to make? What will the hard stuff look like? 
Let's look at that ahead of time. Let's visualize it. Let's wrap our heads around it and come up with the thoughts that will keep us on track. Because remember, business growth is an inside job, right? And this is a part of that. How do you want to feel about failing and making mistakes next year? How can we go into 2023 excited about making mistakes? I want you to set yourself up for success. And if you want help to navigate all of this, then we can jump on a call. I'll put a link in the show notes to schedule a free call with me, but let's jump on a call to see where your business is right now, where you want to take it, and we'll discuss what that looks like for you. My mastermind is open if you are ready to join my amazing group program, and I have one more spot for one-on-one coaching at the time of this recording anyway. So if you want to do a six-month deep dive with me to grow your business exponentially, then book a free call with me right now. I'll put the link in the show notes. Let's make 2023 the year that your business explodes. Uh, Book a call with me. Let's chat about what that looks like. The call is free and you can kind of tell me where you're at, where you want to go, what you're struggling with, and we'll chat. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again next week and we'll talk soon. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.